0: Episode 102, coming at you from the Sunshine Coast and Victoria simultaneously, because we can time and distance travel like that. My name is Mel. This week I hopefully have my co-host Scotty on the other end of the line. Scotty, are you there? I think he's keeping us in suspense. Scotty, are you there? Hello, Clem Fandango, can you hear me?
1: (laughs) Uh, You got it out of me with Clem Fandango. Hi Mel. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for showing up and joining us this week.
1: Oh, my pleasure, as always.
0: Good to hear. What, what is keeping you out of trouble at the moment?
1: They started to plan for the listener meetup. The countdown's on. What are we up to? About three or four weeks away?
0: Yeah, it's getting soon. It's going to be episode 105, so we've only got three episodes to go until live studio outdoor audience.
1: So our listeners should be booking flights, looking at accommodation, planning their weekends away, just like you and I are and have.
0: It's pretty exciting. Uh, if, if people don't know about it, you've been living under a rock. Um, But just in case you have been living under a rock, there is a Facebook page dedicated to the Parkrun Adventurers Listener Meetup and it has got all the juicy details. Gary Murphy very kindly released the schedule of events that are available, all of them optional, every single one of them going to be fun, so hopefully we have a lot of people involved in all of those across the whole weekend.
1: Hmm. The emphasis on fun. We like to do fun things.
0: We do. We put the fun in dysfunctional.
1: What I did on the weekend, I mixed pleasure and pain. I I, I did something that was absolutely excruciating and completely destroyed my body, but I had a great time in the process and this is all part of uh, my training, maybe not purposely designed by the coach who's coming on next week by the way, if anyone wants a question to fire at the coach, if you've got a running related question for Mr. Dineen, let us know. Even if it's
0: not running related, I'd be interested to see what kind of random things people come up with to ask the coach. But
1: I did a team relay on Sunday and the idea of this team relay is, firstly, they started out with a schoolyard pick. So every runner was seated and guess where I was seated, Mel?
0: Um, Out of 28.
1: There were 28 runners. Guess where my seating was.
0: I don't understand what you mean by seeded. Could you please explain that?
1: Oh, so they they rated people on how fast they can run. So the fastest runner was seeded first, and the slowest runner would have been seeded 28th.
0: Okay, well, at an educated guess, I'm going to say you were number eight.
1: (laughs) Try 28th. I was the slowest seed running on Sunday.
0: Okay. Does that mean that you get some kind of awesome um, uh, handicap or something like that, like you a reverse handicap where you get to start before everyone else?
1: No, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't quite work like that. No.
0: No. Okay.
1: No, but what it does mean is I I was last picked, which I was thinking was going to be worse than it actually was because there were well there there were seven captains and twenty one other runners and the captains just picked through the field
0: mm-hmm. and.
1: It's kind of demoralising to see everybody get picked in front of you. but I think Do
0: they know what your seating is? Do you have to sit there with like a little number plaque in front of you saying, oh, yeah, I'm 28?
1: Look, this is a very organised group. Form guides were written. Ooh. Track wow. times, PBs, park run times were all collated and given to the captains to help make their decisions.
0: Did, did you have like a little bio so people knew you were like, the park run adventure, Scotty.
1: Yes, yes, that okay. was included as well. Yep.
0: And you still got picked last. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! So anyway, it was like the, high school all over again for me. It, it was. Please continue.
1: It was, but the, <laughs> but the byproduct of getting picked last is that I was in the team with the fastest runner. And look, as a team, we didn't win the day overall. Uh, we finished fourth, which was okay. Just just missed out on uh, the top three. Uh, but I did get to spend the day with one of the most efficient and smooth runners I've ever witnessed. And, and they all have nicknames, and this guy's nickname is Smoothie. Um, because when people can run Mel and they look good at it, it's an impressive sight. Me, on the other hand, not quite there. So we got the again, the black and the white in our team because <laughs> uh, I am not a pretty runner. There's no efficiency to my style. And I think that contributed to me. Uh, just being very sore in these uh, following three days since Sunday. The, the calves are very sore, the glutes, they're a bit tender.
0: So explain to me what the, um, the the distance is in this relay, and is it time or is it
1: distance-based? It's There's different stages. So everybody in the team has to run a different stage, and those stages vary from... Three kilometres up to five and a bit kilometres. And some of those stages are all downhill. Some of them are seemingly all uphill. Others go down and up. And there weren't too many flat stages. And interestingly enough, the, the final stage that I had to run was all downhill. So it was three and a bit k's all downhill on a gravel road. And it was almost the hardest stage to run. Because it's almost as hard trying to stop yourself falling over, running fast downhill, as it is running uphill. Running uphill, you just get completely exhausted and your legs hurt. But running downhill, you're fighting against yourself because at one time you want to go as fast as you can. And if you let momentum do that, you'll be fine. But with me, if I let myself do that, I know what happens. (laughs) I fall over and break ribs. I think
0: we all know what happens. Yes. And gravity helps you as well. So that momentum, you can, you can go as fast as you can possibly go, but because of gravity and the constant downward um, direction, you would go actually faster than, the, as fast as you could go. Yeah. yeah. And there's really
1: a technique in it, and this is maybe something we'll ask the coach next week, because some people can fly down hills and others really struggle.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Yeah, but I'm sore. Big, big day. I'm sore from my training, and, I, and I'm and i very impressed with you. I see you've picked up Rowan's challenge from last week, and you're doing Run the Date your way.
0: I am, and it was a dumb, dumb <laughs> idea. It was, uh oh, I'm up to day seven today. Yep. And... When I got to day four, I think, I may have even sent you a message and said, what was I thinking, like four minutes in a row. It was really hard. I, for, for for perspective, I can't even tell you the last time that I ran without stopping, you know, for more than 10 minutes at a time. I I would have to look up probably, like, the last organized running event that I did, which might have been... A couple of years ago, when you think about, so nine months with the baby on the outside, nine months with the baby on the inside, and I drastically reduced what I was running when I was pregnant, just to be super on the safe side. it's um, It's been a long time since I've, yeah, my cardio is, my lungs have questions, my legs have questions. <laughs> my brain doesn't even know what why I came up with this. Like, what was I thinking?
1: But isn't this a good way to, Ease back into it, despite the fact that you've, you're going to have to run every day, which you've created a, a streaky march for yourself. I have, <laughs> and we it's all know quirky, how hard that streaky was. March.
0: Yes, um, well, but streaky September was different because streaky September you could walk and things like that. So I have been um, doing little warm ups and things because obviously I'm still doing run down under two. So I want to, you know, get some K's up. I want to get out of Canberra eventually Um, and I do want to increase my cardio and I do want to increase the distances that I'm running without stopping however it's not it's kind of goes against the recommendations of when you're building up your running you're only supposed to build up by like 10% a week and so I'm effectively going from nothing <laughs> to way more than 10% a week when you consider it's, you know, what you did yesterday plus one every single day. And I know it's only minutes, but they all add up. And especially if you haven't, you know, been running without stopping for such a long time. It's, um, it's keeping me on my toes it's, it's keeping me going out there, which is great. I am also registered for a virtual run this month, which I got in the bag last night. Um, that's the Time Lord one, where you had to run five kilometres before, um, before the 10th of March, which is great. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying these virtual runs for, for getting me out there and doing things um, as well. So I'm, I'm using a combination of factors to keep moving, and at least this one, running the date my way, um, inspired by Rowan's run the dates with kilometers it's certainly getting me out there every day, and I'm appreciative of that
1: hmm. We're going to keep track. I hope you I hope you don't let us down because thirty one well, minutes gee
0: thanks like, no pressure
1: <laughs> well, there is a bit of pressure mill you know what's
0: worse, when we get to Palm 18, I'm going, I'm going to have to run in Shell Harbour without stopping and there's going to be people there and around and I'm probably not going to be able to go off and do it secretly. No.
1: No, but you'll be up to 20 minutes a day by that stage. Yeah, over 20 minutes a day. You should be a running machine. It's actually, yeah, towards the end of the month, you've got got a challenge.
0: Yeah, I I don't think I'll be a running machine so much as a a running zombie who is exhausted and has dead legs and everything else is also tired. So destroying yourself at Sunday aside, how is the marathon training going?
1: Still on track.
0: Excellent. Well, we've got a guest who's going to help you with one aspect of that a little bit later on in the show as well. Nutritional-wise and drinky-wise... So I'm glad to hear that you're on track. I Why we keep you that way?
1: Why wait? Let's get let's get let's get on to Kelly right now.
0: Ah, oh, okay. Well let's do it.
1: I've been trying really, really hard with my nutrition in 2018, and it's timely to get our nutrition expert, Kelly Hodges, back on the pod to inform us and enlighten us more about how we can improve our nutrition. Welcome back to the podcast, Kelly.
2: Lovely. Thanks so much for having me.
1: And welcome back for 2018. Have you have you had a good start to the year? Is your nutrition on track?
2: Ah, oh, absolutely. I've had a marvellous start to the year. And, um, yeah, I'd like to think that my nutrition's on track. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a bit hypocritical if it wasn't. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, it is on track.
1: <laughs> You've got that pressure, I guess. Sometimes I see, I run past, this is, I'm going off on a tangent already. Sorry, everyone. But sometimes you <laughs> run past these uh, boot boot camps and fitness clubs and um, the instructors out the front, and they're not the most fittest person in the world. And I wonder if their clients are questioning their decision. I guess, um Do you come across it in in your field where you ever meet someone who's perhaps not slim and slender and looking fit and healthy? Yes,
2: Yes, absolutely. I remember even when I did my placement um, to become a dietitian and one of the dietitians that was running weight loss clinics um, was extremely obese. And I just remember thinking in my mind like, why why, are you so overweight yet you're giving weight loss advice? Like why do you not practice what you preach? And I think that's so important that you do practice what you preach because then you can kind of you, – you can show people what you're doing not only works but you choose to do it because you feel better, you have more energy and um, you actually enjoy doing it. It's sustainable as opposed to saying, hey, guys, you do this. But I'm not going to do it because that doesn't sound like fun. So, yeah, I do come across it quite a bit and it's, um, it's quite alarming, actually.
1: Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if there are people that have, have learnt the error of their ways and they're coming back from being overweight or unfit. We'll give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt, maybe.
2: Yeah, like you do hear some of those where um, where people can be, I don't know, struggling with weight all their life and then um, they start to learn more about nutrition or they even go and study nutrition because they, not, they can't fully comprehend why they can't lose weight. So they may go and study nutrition, go and study to become a personal trainer and then as they are implementing um, or as they, I guess, are helping others they're also implementing the changes for themselves and then they're also benefiting from that. And I really like that because then, I mean, the person can really relate to the people that they're seeing and then also they can show all the benefits of what they're doing and re- really just practice what they preach. And so I like that because that's like a nice journey with everybody. But I think when it's just they just aren't a model of who they're meant to be when they're not, Obviously, doing what they're telling others to do. I think that's when, that's when maybe it's not as easy to listen to advice from them.
1: Yeah. Well, luckily, as I said, you are a picture of health. So I've got a question for you. I've um, it's been hot over summer, and I've slipped into a little bit of a bad habit of having a Gatorade or a Powerade on the really hot days after a big session. I think I'm doing the wrong thing. Uh, Am I doing the wrong thing? Are these things good for me, or should I stick to water and coconut water?
2: (laughs) Well, I guess you have to ask yourself, why do you need the sports drink? So when you're having your Gatorade, why do you have your Gatorade? What are you trying to achieve from that?
1: I'm just really thirsty, and I just – I've assumed (laughs) – I've believed the marketing hype that this will get me rehydrated quicker.
2: Okay. All righty. And I guess – I guess for some people, absolutely, like the sports drinks are really helpful to get rehydrated, but at the end of the day, if you're after hydration, the hydration part is just the water in the drink. So if you were to just drink straight water or coconut water if you wanted, um, would also get you just as hydrated. Um, I guess with the really hot days as well where people are, sweating a lot more especially here in Queensland Um, and when you're sweating you're also losing your electrolytes so your sodium potassium magnesium all of those when you're losing those you can become quite fatigued and so your body does need them and so some people do reach for a slightly sweeter beverage to kind of give them a bit of a a pick-me-up to not only rehydrate, but it's cooling and it's also got the sugar in there so that they feel um, that they've got more energy. And so like like I was saying in Queensland, um, when it is so hot, you can see that a lot, but I guess you have to come down to the question, do you need it? And in probably about nine out of ten scenarios, the answer, unfortunately, will be no. You don't need it. There are other ways to get your hydration, um, whether it be if you're just thirsty, whether it be just some water, or um, I don't know, even some vegetable juice if you're wanting a bit of flavor there, or the coconut water like you spoke of. If you've been um, if you've been sweating, um, just making sure that you've got those electrolytes in your food, and if you've got them in your food, and that's honestly just following adequate fruit intake, adequate veggie intake, um, putting a little bit of um, salt onto your meals, you shouldn't become deplete in those electrolytes. And so generally speaking, no, you don't need the sports drinks.
1: (laughs) Okay. Now the other thing I see is my daughter is nine and her friends are drinking some of these sports drinks and Kasha has asked to have a sip when I've been drinking it lately. My gut tells me this is not a good thing, that kids shouldn't be drinking uh, a Gatorade.
2: Yes, <laughs> your your gut is 100% correct. The, it's really quite scary to just have a look at the nutrition of the sports drinks because, I mean, when you're having a look at the sports drinks, you've got the water as the bulk, which is great. Um, you definitely need that. But then you've also got added in refined sugars, Um and when sugars are refined, it means it's got no fibre there. It's got nothing to slow its absorption. So as soon as that sugar goes um, goes down the esophagus, it's going to get pumped straight into the bloodstream, which will cause a sugar high. And as we all know, followed by a sugar high, if you don't have any fibre there to compensate, you'll follow a sugar low where you'll become really lethargic, low on energy, um, and actually reaching for another one, needing another kind of hit of sugar. And so with the sports drinks, it's got the hydration, it's got the sugar, it's got electrolytes, um, which is good. Um, But then it also does have artificial colours, artificial flavourings, additives, all of those things which we, we absolutely know aren't good for us. They aren't natural. They shouldn't be in the human body. So when you see youngsters, like especially not even teenagers, Having these sports drinks already, it's really quite scary just to think um, that, that they're sucking these sugar-filled things that are so artificial for the body instead of just having something more nutritious and something that will actually benefit them and help them grow and give them the vitamins and minerals that they need.
0: It's a bit of a slippery slope. You, you mentioned electrolytes before and I know that this is um, – a bit of a big deal for people who are running longer distances as well, because obviously water is not enough when they're losing all their salts. Um, Scotty mentioned drinking afterwards to rehydrate, but what would the recommendations be for you? Go, you're going for a long run and you want to hydrate beforehand. I know I have a lot of trouble personally hydrating while I am running. I just my stomach doesn't cope well with taking in too much, whether that's fluids or foods. So what, what would you recommend, Kelly?
2: Well, I guess just if we go back, uh, first of all, just to explain electrolytes to anyone who's not familiar with them. So electrolytes uh, can be explained as the power lines of the human body and so they constantly conducting electrical signals. They... Um, Well, what they actually do is they maintain fluid levels, your acid-base balance, they help with muscle function. So they definitely are needed, especially through exercise, through long endurance sort of running. Um, When it comes to replenishing electrolytes, um, if you find that you can't really be drinking On the run, um, you can get those little sachets where they are all the electrolytes um, in them and you can be having those sachets. You can also um, get some electrolyte kind of capsules and tablets. And so then at least that way, when you're out running, it would just be a matter of having one of these like with a little swish of water as opposed to consuming 600 mils of sports drinks in order to get that same amount of electrolytes. So it's just like a nice condensed, concentrated amount of electrolytes all in one shot.
0: I I know before really long runs, we would actually hydrate the day before, but there are also issues with um, something called hyponatremia when people don't take in enough salts. So salts are different than electrolytes. I'm I'm not guessing, but, you know, I'm, I'm putting the two together now because whenever I think of an electrolyte drink, I just think of it's going to give me my salts back. Is that obviously wrong? No, no. So
2: salt is considered one of the electrolytes. So hyponatremia um, is when pretty much you've got too much water in your body and too little salt because when – when you've got salt in the body, um, it acts like a sponge and it absorbs all the water. But if you're um, hydrating for a few days before you you'll run, then you're going to actually, I guess, um, change that balance. So you won't, you'll have less salt than water in your body. You'll have less salt than you actually need in your body, um, which is not good. That's really dangerous. Um, it can become quite dangerous. So if you're... If you're hydrating a few days before the run, um, whether it's a long distance or whatever you might be doing, um, it's a good idea to also um, add additional salts and electrolytes to your food as well. So, and, and I mean that's honestly just having your breaky. If you're having a couple of eggs, cracking some salt and pepper over it. Having your lunch, doing the same. Having your dinner, just so that you've got a bit more salt in you, so then the salt can actually absorb the water as opposed to um, causing hyponatremia where it's only the water without the salt retaining it. Now, also
1: linked to this, Kelly, on the weekend, I destroyed myself. I had a really hard run in the hills, and when I came home on Sunday night and went to bed, I was cramping uncontrollably. I was getting a lot of cramps in my calves and my, my feet, So, obviously, I was lacking something. What can I do Mm -hmm. to avoid cramping, like, hours after my long run?
2: Yeah, yeah. And and that's really common. I get that after playing soccer as well. I played soccer last Friday night. And then all Friday night and into Saturday morning, um, I was getting cramps, like, in my In my calf muscles. But with the cramping, that is said to be due to a magnesium deficiency. And it doesn't have to be a long term deficiency, it can just be an acute deficiency where you have used a lot of your muscle stores, you've used a lot of your electrolytes, and you are now, um, now you don't have enough magnesium in your body. So for lots of people, especially um, distance runners, people who are constantly putting their body under some form of pressure then a magnesium supplement can be really really helpful the magnesium itself works to relax muscles and so for if you're cramping the magnesium because you'll see you've got like magnesium spray for instant relaxation of muscles where you just spray it straight onto the affected muscle um, but magnesium itself the whole or well, one of its roles is to relax muscle so when you're cramping it will work to relax it if you do have stores of magnesium in your body if you take for example a magnesium supplement um, before you before you go for that really long run or even even just a daily magnesium supplement it's going to reduce you cramping in the first place because your muscles will be more relaxed in the first place.
0: Magnesium is everybody's friend I know when I was pregnant I was just woken up in the middle of night at random points with leg cramps and it was excruciating and one of the most random things as a side effect of being pregnant is to just have your your muscles all cramp up in your legs and wake you up in the middle of night.
2: Oh, That that would be terrible I get that in winter actually I get cramps a lot more in winter than in summer and in winter sometimes I can get cramps like you in the middle of the night and I'll literally have to leap out of bed (laughs) stretch out my legs it's two in the morning and it's just the worst thing ever but yeah so magnesium definitely is everyone's friend you're spot on Speaking of everybody's
0: friend, and and I did touch on it before about uh, nutrition during long runs and not my, my belly not being able to handle things. What uh, I know after a long run or even after any sort of workout, it's recommended that you, you eat something or, or take some food in so that your muscles don't start cannibalizing themselves. So you can actually, you know, Build more muscle and things like that. Can you go into that in a little bit more depth, Kelly?
2: Yeah. Um, so with I guess post-run nutrition. So after you or when you exercise, your body is using a lot of the fuel that you've got there. If you don't have, um, if you don't have enough sugar stores, it will start using your fat stores. Um, and so it is obviously a very, um, very energy cost. Uh, an energy costing sort of exercise and so when you finish um, you need to pretty much rehydrate replenish and repair those are the three R's that lots of people just find that easy to remember so when you rehydrate that's looking directly at your fluids just having a look with so much sweating um, you need to make sure that you've got that fluid back in your body um, so that you're well yeah for your for your blood most of your body is made with water so you need to be putting that fluid back in your body depending on how much you sweat will depend on how much fluid you need Um, and you can generally gauge that yourself um, with just your general thirst mechanism when it comes to replenish that's replenishing muscle glycogen so that's having a look Um, generally are carbohydrates and so just putting those sugars back into your body so that um, your body can use them to recover. With carbohydrates it is interesting um, and the research will continue to evolve but um, they are saying that potentially carbohydrates aren't as needed as we once thought after a longer run or after exercise Um, so it's just something to keep your ear to to the ground and just follow that, but rehydrate, replenish. And then the last one is repair, and that's repairing damaged muscles. And with the repair, that has a look at protein. And so with protein, as most are aware, that's things such as um, your eggs, your animal sort of sources like steaks, uh, chicken, fish, it's also things like milk, yogurt, nut seeds, um, peanut butters, that sort of stuff. And so where, when you finish um, any sort of exercise whether it's a 5k or whether it's a really long distance um, the amount you need will definitely differ but you need to rehydrate you need to replenish your muscle glycogen stores and you need to repair your damaged muscle tissue the other thing which doesn't unfortunately fit into the R's which makes it a bit harder to remember is also those electrolytes that we spoke about earlier so If you're not having the sports drink, something that you can do there is actually make your own drinks. And so have you guys ever made your own sports drinks or sport drinks alternatives?
0: I've often made a smoothie to have afterwards, um, but not an actual sport drink, No.
2: Yeah, so I had, just before I jumped on here, I had a quick look at some easy ways to make a sports drink just because lots of people, they like having a bit of a sports drink and these are just some easier ways to do it. And so, for example, a homemade sports drink, like they've got here a homemade Gatorade recipe. This is from wellandgood.com. Homemade Gatorade recipe is three cups of water A cup of orange juice, with that orange juice you'd want it to be 100% orange juice, not orange cordial um, or anything like that. So 100% orange juice. Half a cup of lemon juice, that can be freshly squeezed ideally. Three tablespoons of honey. And Half a teaspoon of salt and then you just toss all the ingredients in a blender you mix um, and then serve that over ice So I mean that's something that you can make up ahead of time Uh, The orange juice gives you your carbohydrates in there. The honey is a great source of your carbs as well You've got your electrolytes or some of your electrolytes through the salt Um, and so that that helps you to rehydrate and also Get, the, um, get your muscle glycogen to be replenished as well. So you can be using something like your homemade drinks for your electrolytes. Otherwise, like I was saying before, salting the foods um, or using supplements if need be as well.
0: There you go, Scotty. I know how much you love to make things from scratch.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: <laughs> big in the kitchen, so that's great.
0: That's
2: awesome. That's <laughs> so good. Well, have you ever made a sports drink then?
1: no. No?
2: No. There's so many recipes. If you just Google like homemade sports drinks or DIY sports drinks, there's so many. And they pretty much just water, a bit of fruit, some electrolytes, and then something to sweeten. So it's it's kind of like a diluted fruit juice, which is exactly what your body needs. And, I mean, it's got no artificial colours or flavourings or anything like that that the regular sports drinks would have.
1: Okay. I'm up. I'm keen to give it a try. I guess it just gets back to... It's, it's not as convenient. Like there's a bit of preparation mm. and organisation involved in that. That's not my strongest suit at four <laughs> or five o'clock on a Sunday morning. But I've got to change my ways. So
2: that, That's fair. You can make them like literally like a week before. So if you've got time like during the week or something, you can make a big batch and then use it up on the weekend or, yeah, just see how you go. Get, get, get a friend to do it as well.
0: especially important now Scotty's training for a marathon this year so he knows he's going to be out running six days a week he's got no excuse not to be organized
2: yes well you have to be organized then that's amazing which marathon are you doing
1: I haven't I haven't nailed it down just yet but um this is the year that I have to finish a marathon so we'll wait and see Uh,
2: yeah good on you you'll find um with muscle cramping through your training and through on the day as well. You'd be very well, if you already have cramps, you'd do very well to have a look into magnesium supplement um, just to try and deter that a little.
1: I will. I'll go down to the uh, chemist and get myself some this week.
0: I, I love your three R's thing, Kelly, and we'll just add an E to the end of that for your electrolytes as well. It's not that difficult to remember. On, on the repair factor, the um, is, is it true so effectively when, every time you work out, like when you push your body beyond what it's normally done before so you can strengthen or improve, is it is it true that your muscles are actually getting damaged and hence the need to repair?
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And so when you're exercising, um, you are creating like small tears, you are actually damaging your muscle, but it's not in a really terrible way that you can't fix it. It's in a really beneficial way. So when you do cause damage and you repair it, your muscle does become stronger. Um, it synthesizes. It becomes bigger as well. And so, um, yeah, that, that is true. It sounds bizarre, but it is true.
0: <laughs> and is the body's ability to repair itself um slowed down I guess if you don't take in the right nutrition afterwards
2: yes and so when it comes to the nutrition side of things if if you go through a big session and you don't really have any post um, post workout nutrition and you need it your body just doesn't have all the things that it needs to do the repairing and so what you'll find is you may have a longer period of time that your body's working to repair your muscles as opposed to doing it nice and efficiently. So, for example, you might find that you, um, you can be quite sore for a few days after, whereas if you have the right nutrition, um, you find that you can recover a lot more quickly. And so having the right nutrition, and generally they say actually within... 15 minutes and then also within half an hour, so two bouts of nutrition after a run or after exercise is what's required and because it's then when the body's actually repairing. So if you do your long run and then you wait, I don't know, wait two, three, four hours until your next meal, your body's already trying to repair so it won't have what it needs there so it will be a much slower process. But I do have, um, if you guys have time, just very quickly um, some examples of what you could be having which would meet your three R's and your E um, after a long run just so that people can go away with knowing exactly what they can have after a longer run. So with with it, because we need to rehydrate, replenish, repair and then add in the electrolytes. It's really, really easy. So just some, a couple of quick examples would be you finish your run, 200 grams of a full-fat Greek yogurt, um, a piece of fruit, so something like uh, a peach or a, a piece of watermelon, something like that, and some water. That, w- that would get you there. Another example would be, you know, those little protein balls that you can make. It's got nut seeds, coconut oil, um, salt, all of that sort of stuff in there. You have two to three protein balls, a handful of nuts and some water or your homemade sports drink. Um, And then another example would be your homemade sports drink, um, a salted trail mix. So the trail mix having the dried fruit in there as well. So you've got your carbohydrates and a boiled egg. And so it doesn't have to be this crazy elaborate um, sort of nutrition. It's just something quick and easy on the go. You grab it. Um, they say the 15 minutes, try and have something within definitely within half an hour. Make sure that you've got something in your body just so your body can be using it to repair itself.
1: This is all great advice this week, Kelly. I, this is awesome. I feel like I've, I've learned something after our chat this week. So thanks for coming back and sharing all your knowledge with us and our listeners
2: you're welcome thank you so much for having me and yeah if anyone has any questions they're welcome to like definitely send them in and even if it's anything about this post-run nutrition or energy drinks or sports drinks or anything like that they're welcome to send them in
3: G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lindell here reporting in for the Channel 5 News Crew, and this morning I am at White Rock Parkrun, out on the southwestern boundary of Brisbane in Ipswich City Council area. Now White Rock is look, I've been, been meaning to get out here for a while now um, because it's a trail parkrun, my favourite. Um, so here I am on their first anniversary. Now There's no costume theme today, but I have spotted one chap in particularly interesting attire, so I'll try and talk to him. Um, A couple of other ladies also rocked up in some interesting attire. so, So let's just see how I go, tracking down some interesting content for you after the park run. Talk to you then. All right, so I found some costumed blokes. Hey, what was great here today at, at White Rock was that there was a few people that took it upon themselves to dress up, and what was really exciting is it was the blokes, because usually it's the chicks that like dressing up, but these dudes are into it. So what's your name? What are you dressed as?
4: Uh, Mark Newman. I'm Bob Marley. Where are in? and I'm dressed up as Angus Young from ACDC. Michael Chandler, and I'm dressed up as Angus Young from ACDC. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so there's two Anguses. Are you saying you're the Anguses or the Yang guy or the...
5: Weather Angai. Guy. Angai.
3: Guy, that's, that's a good call. Now, so tell me why is it that you dressed up when there's no theme? Oh, yeah, well, it's my one-hour park run. And so I thought of a theme. Um,
0: I like music. And so I thought, look, well, we'd do a music, music theme where everyone can you know, either dress up as their favourite um, musician or, oh, in some cases, their favourite band. Yes. Um, yeah.
3: So it's nothing to do with white rock and rock stars.
4: <laughs> no, but that, that, that's, good. that's a good point you raise. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Good idea. Right, but no. Right,
3: let, let, well, let's just make it that then. Yeah. <laughs> so, just describe your costumes for me.
4: Oh right. we've we've got Angus's. Um, I guess, co- live performances. We've got a suit, we've got a tie, and um, long socks. Long socks? Yeah. So you,
3: so you like this? So you like the, so like the schoolboy Angus's?
4: Yes, that's correct. Yep. And it it was a long way to the rock today.
3: Tish. <laughs> now, what about you? What are you wearing today?
4: Yep, so I've got Bob Marley's uh, woolen headgear, as well as um, multiple dreadlocks. Um, my daughter gave me a ready beard to wear along oh, the occasion, yes. and Bob Marley's um, cool sunglasses, as well as a shirt that has lots of marijuana taped <laughs> on it. <laughs> Fake marijuana.
3: Fake marijuana. It's not actual leaves taped to a shirt, everybody. <laughs> none of that. my
5: shirt. <laughs> no, none of
3: that at Park Run. It's a family affair here. <laughs> Um, and so did you have all of these things in your wardrobe and you just pulled them together?
4: Yes, we have a number of different things. Hoy, Hoy will dress up at the drop of a hat. If there's ever a reason to dress up, Hoy will do it. So we thought when he wanted to dress up for his 100th, we should all support him and... Um, follow his theme. So,
3: excellent, nice one. No, it wasn't hot in that hat at all, right? Oh, the woolen hat.
4: No, no, very cooling. Yes, very cooling,
3: very cooling. And how about you in your uh, school uniform?
4: Um, I had, I owned all of this except for the hair. The hair was the only thing I didn't own.
3: I, I thought it was your actual hair.
4: Uh, no. no, no, it should, it should be. <laughs> but slash will <would> get jealous. <laughs> so,
3: so to just explain that this hair is like a. Like a very big afro. Yeah,
5: it's like a mop gone wrong. Like
3: a mop gone, <laughs> gone wrong, wrong, yes. And your natural hair. Um,
5: uh, hoy?
0: D- yeah, no, yeah, I've, I've, decided not, I've decided not. I've decided not not to, not, to, not to do the Angus yeah. thing. Well, uh, I've got my suit. Yes. I, I had to buy all this, oh, okay. just for my white hose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. Well, thanks for your time today. Um, congratulations on your Hundred Park Run, and hopefully I'll see you again at White Rock Park Run. Cool. Yeah.
4: Thank, thank you. Much. Much. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye,
3: All right, so another gang of costumed gals this time. I'm here with the Spice Girls. What's your name? Who are you dressed as?
0: Amy, Scary Spice. I'm Nikki, I'm Sporty Spice.
3: Jane, Ginger.
5: I'm Jackie, I'm Baby Spice. Kathy, Posh Spice.
3: All right, now, so you dressed up today as the Spice Girls. Why did you pick the Spice Girls? Because babies wanted to be a Baby Spice forever, (laughs) making her dreams come true. Well, that's what Park Run's all about, right? <laughs> Just making dreams come true week after week after week. Now, are you guys local park runners here at White Rock?
5: No, I am not. Uh, I've <laughs> run here a few times. We're all part of Springfield Runners Group, so we all run locally. We all do slightly different park runs, I think, most weeks, but we all came together for Hoy's 100th.
3: Awesome, well done. And um, what other park runs have you guys done? Um, Augustine Heights, Rocks Riverside, Stanthorpe. Um,
4: South Bank. No, not South. I, I
3: run here a lot at White Rock Yeah. so you run really here like, a lot yeah. so it's a no, spicy park run out here at White Rock <laughs> no it's very gingery out here oh, at White gingery. Rock yes. <laughs> <laughs> see I don't know my Spice Girls <laughs> I was flat out figuring out that Angus was Angus I don't know <laughs> we've got, we got some
4: and come as Old Spice <laughs> yeah. Sorry? we got some aftershave and come as Old Spice well you could
3: have done that <laughs> and lastly what do you guys like about park run
5: very inclusive, it's always great fun, everyone fits in
2: the friendships. It's awesome,
5: <laughs>
3: it's <just> awesome. <laughs> way to go! That's awesome. Thanks so much, Spice Girls. Thanks for talking to me on the podcast. And um, keep park running. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so post-race, I've found Jenny. How are you going today? A bit warm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit warm. We're both standing here dripping. <laughs> yes, we
1: are.
3: <laughs> I think I'm sweating more than I drank. <laughs> now, White Rock is your home park on you were saying? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, yes. I love it here. Yeah. And what do you like most about White
5: Rock? Um, I love it that you're out in nature and you're just, you're seeing nature and running and the people and yeah, it's good. Yeah friendly people here absolutely very nice
3: (laughs) and have you done the other ipswich park ones around the place i have i've done ipswich and i've done augustine heights and that's probably all i've done locally yeah might rock your local
5: though yeah it's mine (laughs) it's mine you can't take it
3: (laughs) i'll stick with bunyaville you're alright. right thanks for talking to me today jenny thank you i'll see you at (laughs) bunyaville excellent do come and visit (laughs) now i've just caught up with caroline and ella how are you going today Good, now. (laughs) (laughs) Sweaty. It is a bit sweaty today, isn't it? (laughs) Now, I wanted to talk to you guys because you guys won awards at the beginning of the day. Congratulations. Now, what did you get your awards for?
5: Uh, Most runs at White Rock and I got the second most PBs, I think it was.
3: I think you're right. (laughs) So out of 52 runs, you've been here 34 times, I think I heard.
5: 34. 35! 35! No, I think! Yeah! So
3: that's a pretty awesome effort. And Ella, what about you? Is it the same award for you? No, not for the PB, but for the first run, yes. For the most runs? So you've come running out, so you've been running out here a lot too? Yes. So what do you like most about Park Run, Ella? Having fun and getting stronger. Now, this is a good place to get strong because there's lots of hills, isn't there? Yes. Do you like the hills? Yes and no. <laughs> That's a very good answer. <laughs> now, how about you? What do you like about running at Parkrun and running at White Rock?
5: Uh, yeah, probably the hells and all the great people to come out and run and yep. make it really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice spot here. It is. And, well, yeah, to keep coming back all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty big.
3: Awesome. Well, thanks to talking to me on the podcast. Congratulations on your wards. Have a great day. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, so Anita, I've taken you away from your official duties for the day. You've got the most important job of cutting up the, the anniversary cake. How was your day today?
5: Uh, today was really, really good. Um, first, it's the first birthday, and then also it's the first time I've ever actually run the entire White Rock Park Run, including Roxy's Rise, which has been a name for me for six months. Um, Roxy's Rise is um, just past the 3K mark, and it's this giant hill that is very daunting you get halfway up and think you're almost there and look up and go oh no and um and realize that you're not but i made it up all the way today which i'm really really proud of so it was um, really good because after that you're pretty much coming downhill so it's a good good way to finish the day and finish the morning so.
3: yes well when i was running down on the way out i said to someone who was around me this hill's really going to suck on the way home isn't it and they went yep so, and I accept that as my goal as well, I wanted to run all the way up, so your first time today doing that?
5: Yep, first time today doing that, I was really, really proud of myself, so yeah.
3: <laughs> well you should be Anita, and you got home in time to cut up the cake and sort us out with Parkrun Cake today. Um, what's your Parkrun story, how long have you been Parkrunning
5: for? Um, I've been Parkrunning for uh, about uh, two years, on and off, uh, more consistently in the last six months. Uh, My boyfriend's one of the run directors out here at White Rock, so he has encouraged me me to come out. So I've done a fair bit of volunteering out here, but I've also run it a few times, uh, a couple of times by myself and a couple of times with the kids. So this is the first time I've run by myself in quite a few months. And so it was really nice to just run it not have to change the pace or anything like that and be able to just focus and go right I'm going to make it up this hill <laughs> I will make it up this hill today and um, actually achieve it was really good
3: well well done thank you for all your work volunteering here at White Rock as well and hopefully I'll get back out here and see you again
5: awesome thank you nice to see you today
3: <laughs> okay so I've tracked down Lee who's the event director how are you going today and how did the anniversary go
4: Fantastic! It's a great anniversary. It's celebrated every year around my birthday as well. We started last year on my 50th birthday, so it's great to have a weekend of celebration of White Rock's birthday with my birthday. Well, happy birthday. How could, Did you
3: say it was your birthday at the beginning? You, you got the little other little boy up and made him sing happy birthday.
4: We didn't sing happy birthday to you, though. No. Well, you know, it's the kids' birthday. It's all about the kids. We have the kids cut the cake. We um, make a big fuss of the kids that come out and really from the start this park run we had a real focus on getting as many adults out. well you know it's about everyone but often for their parents to come out the kids have to be made to feel welcome and the kids have to want to come so we make a fuss of the kids so then the kids are asking mum and dad to come so you know it just makes it easier it makes it so much easier if the kids are not telling mum and dad that they want to stay home and watch cartoons. We have a great community of kids that come out. We get them volunteering and we give them jobs, make them feel really special. So now the kids sometimes are pressuring their parents to come to Parkrun. <laughs> How
3: terrific. And I see that a lot at Parkrun. Sometimes it's the kids dragging the parents along and
4: sometimes it's the parents dragging the kids along. So you've tackled that problem and just said, let's
3: get the kids excited.
4: Exactly, exactly. The more excited the kids are, the more excited the parents are that's a fantastic attitude now um, how many runners did you have today well we had just over 100 today and for a lot of park runs that's a small group but for us we're really happy to break the 100 barrier Um, it's not an easy park run it's a trail and you know look that has its it's you know idiosyncrasies where people get a little bit frightened but you know we love it we love our community here It is a wonderful community. Now, just on it being a trail
3: run, I do just have to ask you a question for Scotty. Scotty, you'll want to know this. What's the stack count here at White Rock?
4: Well, would you believe in a year we're still under probably under about five stacks we have very very few and i'm really surprised to hear that and i'd really love to hear the stats for you know road park runs and see how many stacks they are because i think if it's a stack count winner is of the lowest we'd probably be up there winning so i'd challenge any other park runs (laughs) to beat our record (laughs) excellent it's good to hear you're right people do get a bit frightened about trail running
3: so it's great to know that you know, you have your wits about you, and that's what helps people
4: stay on their feet. Well, it does, and we really like to promote that this is not about a race. And I think that's the same for all park runs, but we really push the idea that this is a trail, it can be challenging. So we suggest to people every week to adjust their speed to suit their, the ability and the terrain. And we're really clear on where the challenges are on the course, but we also, too, have a really solid community here that, of regulars that are so encouraging to newcomers. And, you know, if anybody's finding it challenging, there's always somebody that'll drop in and run with them.
3: Wow, that's terrific.
4: So that's great. We've
3: talked a bit about the community and the the kids that are around, and Ella's here. I spoke to her a bit earlier. She's already been interviewed about her fabulous achievement today. This is
4: the (laughs) Owens family are one of our amazing supporters that have been here nearly every park run, and they're a fantastic local family that the whole family comes almost every week. They come here and give me their hugs and I get to see the kids and we get to play games. How terrific. Now, how about you? What's your parkrun journey? Are you a runner? Did you get involved in parkrun that way or how did this all come about? Well, look, a couple of years ago, maybe uh, probably only two or three years ago, um, my PT told me about parkrun at Augustine Heights and I tried and failed dismally where I could not run a kilometre in... I could not run a kilometre without stopping and when I finally achieved that 5k barrier I almost passed out at the end and I was so mortified <laughs> that I didn't go back for ages. <laughs> so eventually I worked up the guts to go back and give Park Run another try and then actually started running more and won an event into the Sunshine Coast Marathon and thought well you know I'll give it a give it a red hot go and then just started running now i'm a back of the pack runner but what i really like about that is it doesn't matter how slowly you run if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other you can get anywhere so now this well just last year i've run my first ultra um so you know we've got a really great group of people here that are starting out that can see that what they can achieve with starting at parkrun so coming to White Rock, there was um, a suggestion from the then event directors at Augustine Heights because it was getting quite large, and through starting with Park Run and you know my running journey, I developed a real love for the White Rock area, and it was suggested that you know I might like to consider opening a park an, an additional Park Run to Augustine Heights and Ipswich. That they're, they're the three, in, well they were the two in the area. And um, when I thought about if there's anywhere that I would like a park run, I would say it would, would have been here. So we started the journey to getting a park run at White Rock. And look, you know, It's not hard to set up a park run. It's not hard at all. There's a whole lot of support. For this one, because of the um, environmental... It's a conservation estate, so we had to go through an environmental committee. We also had to go through um, the local Indigenous um, advisors because this is an area of significance for Indigenous people. So we had some... I wouldn't say challenges, just little barriers and, and things we had to go through but we've had a lot of support from the community and a lot of support from Ipswich City Council and look, here we are, 12 months later and we're still going. And going strong. I don't see White Rock closing down anytime soon. soon. You mentioned in your
3: opening um, you know, speeches this morning that you'd had a lot of support from the council and there's always fabulous markers. The kilometre markers on the course are awesome so clearly you have had that support um, in a really tangible way, not just, um,
4: you know, not just lip service as well. No, not at all. And in fact, um, we didn't even ask for the markers. So I kind of thought, oh, look, we can't keep asking counsel for more and more and more. But, I've you know, I've developed a really strong... Um, Network with Ben Thomas from Ipswich City Council, and often when we talk, he'll offer things, and he he actually approached me about putting signs up here, and I thought, oh well, I wouldn't have wanted to ask for more, but they just keep offering, and you know, like I mentioned in the um, in my opening this morning, we found out yesterday afternoon that there was a tree across the one of the paths and that was going to create a hazard and look within hours. Council had come out here and sorted it out for us. We just couldn't ask for better support. Wow, that's
3: wonderful, and you know what? That's a testament to you and the work that you do. So, thank you very much on behalf of all the Park Run community in the Ipswich area and here at
4: White Rock. What a great job you're doing! Thanks very much. Well, look, I have to say, it is very much a team effort. <laughs> I have a great group of regular volunteers, but my run director group are incredible. Their, their capacity for work and support for this event is just boundless. And look, it's just it's just a community. We now, we now don't just do park run together, we're friends. We go away and run events together, we, you know, take hikes into park into um, White Rock to show people areas of the park that they haven't visited. But I couldn't have done this without the support of the community, the council, the sponsors, but especially my team of run directors. You know, I owe them a huge debt of gratitude.
3: Awesome. Actually, I was going to ask you as well. You said also that there used to be a defence area, but there's also significance to the indigenous people. So that must be a make it quite a special place to run.
4: Look, it is, and you know, uh, there's just there's nothing not to like about this park. Truly, I come in here, you know, every couple of days and there's always something different to see. I would really encourage everybody, you know, if there's local parklands, particularly conservation estates, find out how to get into them and have a look. There's nothing to be scared of in the bush. You know, I kind of think that you're safer out here than you are on the streets, but give it a go awesome well thank you very much thanks for spending the time with me on the podcast
3: and all the best for another anniversary year next year excellent can't wait can't wait to see you back here in another year (laughs) hopefully i'll be here (laughs) thank you (laughs) all righty that's it that's a wrap from me from white rock park run in the ipswich city region um southeast queensland west of brisbane on a trail a bit of a hill beautiful countryside wildlife sometimes a friendly community if you haven't been here yet what are you waiting for now before i just sign off i just want to do a quick shout out to emily um emily thanks for coming up and saying g'day um scotty and mel she's a long time listener of the podcast um and it was really just really nice to meet you today emily thanks for coming up and saying g'day. That's it from me. I'll see you next time on the podcast.
1: Thanks, Lindell. Lindell's at it again at White Rock Park Run for their anniversary on the weekend just gone. The weekend coming up, wouldn't say it's chock full of launches and anniversaries, but let's go through what we've got.
0: Launching in northern Queensland, we've got Cardwell Park Run. So that's another one that's going to make it difficult for anyone who's aiming for statesmanship. They're going to have to chuff off back north again.
1: Anniversaries, we've got one in New South Wales slash Victoria, Albury Wodonga, and also Bansdale in Victoria.
0: And then over in the west, we've got Dawesville, and then back to NSW, Parramatta are also celebrating their anniversary. So nothing in Queensland this week. No, no anniversaries in Queensland this week.
1: No, you've got a launch.
0: That's enough. I do. Yeah. You're
1: heading up to Cardwell?
0: I will not be heading up to Cardwell, no. I am um, attending another very special milestone this weekend. Actually, it's going to be a world record, which is beyond special. Um, do you want to know what it is? Yeah.
1: yeah let's get a Preview.
0: Well, we've, we've already had a few 250 runners coming through. However, this weekend at Kiwana Park Run, the oldest person in the world to reach the 250 club will be running his 250th run on Saturday.
1: How awesome is that? Yeah, we, look, we go all right with the old runners, don't we? We've got, we do. We've got some records around the country with our elderly park runners doing amazing things. And 250
0: 250 for an 84 year old inspiring people of all ages and uh, there w- there'll also be um, some other previews about that. In fact I think I might um, hook everyone up to watch it live on Facebook. Oh good if they so choose on Saturday morning. See history in the making.
1: I'll be park running but can we are we gonna get to see you?
0: you'll you'll see me if you if you park run fast enough
1: okay. That's great.
0: And even if you don't park run fast enough, that's the beauty of Facebook Live. People can watch it later. And
1: we're going to see what you look like now because we're just so used to hearing you.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, I'm sure we, we've shared pictures we on the Facebook page before. But not everybody. And on Instagram. Not everybody knows. No, this is true. I am just a voice that people recognize when I start talking within their vicinity these days.
1: Um, well, that's great. That's great. And another, another milestone happening this weekend, we were contacted uh, by Spencer at Yarrabilba Park Run who are celebrating their 200th event. Congrats to
0: the Yarrabilba Park Run team for reaching 200 park runs. That's very awesome. Uh, I understand they're going to be celebrating it with a Hawaiian theme. And um, Jason Curry is their rookie first-time run director. I'm sure he's picked a great week to be an RD for the first time. Do you remember when you run-directed for the first time, Scotty? Was that at the launch of Westerfold? Yes,
1: it was. Yep.
0: So, not only not only were you RD for the first time, but everything was all shiny and new.
1: Yeah. Yep. But I'm sure Jason's going to do a great job. He's um he stepped up to the plate, so... Good job. No doubt. Good job, young man. Hey, you know who else is... Um, you know, 200 is a big celebration. You know who else is... Doing two hundred runs this week.
0: Well, it's it's not an official milestone, but tell me, who who else is doing it? Me. Ah,
1: oh, really? Yeah, I'm sitting on one hundred and ninety nine park runs. So while it's not an official park run milestone, I'm still going to celebrate it in my own way. Maybe not far sure. Far
0: out. I am so <laughs> far away from two hundred. I couldn't even tell you. That's is not that true. More... Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's more than a year away. That's a that's a long time away.
1: Mm. So I might get my 250 shirt before you get to 200.
0: I'm pretty confident you will definitely get your 250 shirt before I get to my 200. Well, okay, but congratulations on your um, not an official milestone this weekend, Scotty. 200 is still, you know, four solid years of park running, plus some when you add all the volunteers that you do. Yeah. So well done.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good one, hopefully. And that wraps us up for this week, Mel.
0: Yeah, no word of the week. I seem to have remembered everything I meant to say. We almost had one in the intro when I couldn't quite remember. Oh, what was the word?
1: (laughs) I can't remember either.
0: I remembered it when I I was in the intro though, so it's okay. (laughs) If, If you're wondering what it is, just go back and listen to the intro again and it'll be one of those words that I said. But there is no official word for the week this week. So maybe that means my, my brain capacity is improving, or, well, I couldn't honestly say that I'm getting more sleep than I was in recent weeks.
1: No, we should congratulate you also officially, Mel. You're um, back to work.
0: I am. This, this is week four of being back to work. So, but actually, my brain should be more mush, because I'm learning new things.
1: Yeah, how's it all going?
0: Good. It's been really good. Very fun. Nice, nice new challenge, and um, also coupled with the challenge of uh, being a working mum. That's that's a new experience for me. That we're still figuring out.
1: New challenges, new job. How are your workmates? That's always a worry when you start a new job. You got to meet all these honest, new people. And
0: yeah, the team, the team are a bit iffy. Are they? Yeah. They're, they're...
1: Careful what you say. So, they might be listening.
0: Oh, I doubt that. They've got some questionable characters, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. But that's all right. Oh, yeah, I highly doubt they'll be listening to the podcast, so I, I can pretty much say what I want about them.
1: Okay. Who's the worst? Just just initials. <laughs> just give us initials. Just
0: initials. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm and not going to do that.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I'm not going to do that.
1: Okay. I'll let you off the hook this time.
0: Thanks. Appreciated. I can hear the birds now, Scotty. So it must be um, well. That's, there's no segue to make that into time to go. <laughs> like <laughs> birds aren't fat. They aren't. They don't. They're not the fat lady singing. Birds are singing instead of the fat lady. I don't know.
1: Let's just go. Let's, let's um, wrap up episode 102 and look forward to episode 103, 104, and episode 105 in Shell Harbour, March 24th. Put it in your diaries. Make it happen. You don't want to miss it because it might only be the only time we do this.
0: Yes. First and, well, potentially, definitely first, potentially last Parkrun adventures Listener Meetup. And, you know, it might be the last because it totally bombs out of awkwardness when you and I <laughs> sit in front of people. Like, how is this even going to work? Like, do we talk like they're not there? I don't know. It's, yeah. We might have to do a bit more preparation, I think, Scotty.
1: Well, I've still got three weeks. To Plenty of time. Get nervous and anxious about
0: that. <laughs> not going to be awkward at all.
1: Who are you performing in front of right now?
0: Uh, uh, well, I'm sharing the office space with my husband at the moment, so he's, he's in the background. Not in front of, we've both got our backs to each other, so it's kind of different. Have you got, you got Buster there keeping your company this week?
1: You know what, Buster's not here. Oh, yes, is he is. He? he's hiding. No, he's hiding. He was, he was behind my chair. Oh, okay. Which he, he's got to learn because he, I keep rolling back into him. And you'd think he would learn <laughs> after the 15th or 16th time I've run out of his paw or his ear or his tail. But well, he, he keeps going there. Uh,
0: explain to me why the dog has to learn and not the person who is his person. You would think you would turn around to look if he's there after you've rolled over him 15 times.
1: Yeah, it's instinct, Mel. He's not there every time, so I can't look every time. And <laughs> roll back. But I tell you what, he's been impressed with my performance today. I can tell.
0: No snoring?
1: No, he's awake.
0: Oh, wow, you must have been very entertaining.
1: Well, very engaging and entertaining, so I'm not worried. I'm not going to fret and worry over the next two weeks about that
0: good to hear I'll do I'll do enough of that for the both of us <laughs>
1: thanks Mel speak to you next week
0: see ya